I was to say to, to the freshmen and the sophomores that for just this moment, you have upperclassmen privileges. All right, so somebody got it. They, they whooped, right? right? Some of you are thinking, can we do that at Mass? <laughs> right? Well, at A&M, we know a lot about privileges and spirit. <laughs> but I want to talk about a holy, divine privilege that God, in the gospel and the readings today, is wanting to extend to you during college and really to all disciples who see him as Lord and who desire to follow after him, that this privilege that comes with faith may transform them and may they hear the same greeting that this Canaanite woman heard today in the gospel. Well, let's look at the privileges that we have, and I want to dive into what is going on with these readings to be able to understand the kind of privilege that God is desiring to give to you and to me. And especially as you begin here at AM, how the Lord desires to reach you. Well, you are simply privileged to be here. We're across the street from the greatest university in the world, Texas AM. You have the privilege to be able to participate in higher education, to be able to grow yourself, your mind, your intellect, your knowledge, to be able to grow in maturity and leadership. All of these gifts are a privilege that are given to you in a stewardship. To receive that privilege with honor and dedication and generosity and thankfulness. And yet, amidst all of the privilege of higher education, there is a highest education. Because wouldn't it be sad if, if you came here and in the next four or five or six years or something, right? What if during that time, you maybe grew a lot from the education across the street, but you didn't grow in the highest education? You see, because as disciples of Jesus, disciple means learner. And just as you take various disciplines across the street, so also we are learning from the Lord and from the Master, Jesus himself, who saves us as he teaches us. And so during your time in college is also the most impactful opportunity available to you to be able to receive not just the higher education, but the highest education. That is the privilege that is given to you to be able to grow in your faith. And that's what this place is about. As you come to college, to be able to grow in so many different ways, in relationships and in learning, to grow in leadership, and to prepare yourself for your calling in the world, God is also wanting to prepare you for the ultimate calling of being members of the kingdom of heaven, to be his disciples and to go out as salt of the earth and light of the world, and to allow that growth, that highest formation, to happen in your life, in your hearts, right now. Now is the day of salvation. It is a very acceptable time. So, God receives you. He saw you coming. 
He knew what your senior year was like when you were leaving high school and maybe a little disappointed the way that it ended with coronavirus. He saw all of that. And in his heart for you is something abounding in tremendous, abundant joy in the gift of his love that he has for you as you are now here at St. Mary's and at Texas A&M or Blinn. God loves you. And more than you have chosen this place, he has chosen you. And he has something very important for you. Well, let's understand a little bit more the, the dynamic of privilege. And we're going to go into the readings to be able to help us in this. You were probably, upon listening to this gospel, somewhat taken aback by how mean Jesus seems. I mean... He's God, and he's not supposed to be mean. What's going on? Why is he saying, calling this woman a dog? That's not very good, right? It's almost like Longhorn or something, right? <laughs> well, yeah. So um, what's he doing? Well, first of all, I think it's very important for us to know. Jesus teaches in different ways, right? You are familiar that he teaches using parables, which are symbolic stories to be able to help us make connections. He teaches us through direct discourse, such as blessed are the poor in spirit, the Beatitudes, or teaching us to pray, the Our Father. But Jesus also teaches through his interactions. He's also teaching us by what he does. And so this particular episode, this passage in the Gospel of Matthew, Jesus is teaching. His disciples are watching the master and Jesus is unfolding the discipline of faith and discipleship before them to learn from. So Jesus is also omniscient, which means he knows what he's doing and he knows the faith that this woman already has. And notice that here he's going to tease out her faith. Last week, Jesus used a storm in order to give Peter the opportunity to stretch his faith. He walked on water in order to get Peter to have greater desire. And he even allowed Peter to begin to sink so that Peter would know his ultimate reliance on the Savior. Now, in this story which follows, Jesus is silent at first. In order to allow this woman to stretch out her heart. Now, there are very important signals for us that this is a woman of tremendous faith. And Jesus sees this. Already from the beginning, the way that she addresses Jesus. Now, she's Canaanite, which means she's not Jewish she would have been considered a pagan. So it would be natural for a Jewish individual not to speak to this woman. But she says, Lord, well, this is a divine statement, son of David, she, even against her own belief, is saying something about who Jesus is as the Messiah. This hasn't been even said by many others in the gospel to this point. 
And this Canaanite woman is already saying this before her prayer is even answered. Jesus is silent. And then the apostles are asking, send her away. She comes up again, Lord, help me. And then Jesus says, it's not right to take the food of the children and throw it to the dogs. There's that real kind of steam right there. But then, please, Lord, for even the dogs eat the scraps that fall from the table of their masters. And it said that she came up and did Jesus homage, which means that she prostrated herself in front of him. So now the disciples are all around and they're watching this. And as learners in the highest education, they are learning what it means to be a disciple by observing what Jesus does and what this woman is doing. And so Jesus, in an even great expression of her faith, putting her trust and even worship towards him. And it is then that he answers fully, O woman, great is your faith. Consider how Matthew, who is a tax collector, who wrote this gospel, must have had an aha moment. Oh yeah, I thought I wasn't worthy either. And now Jesus is extending this to her. No wonder this story makes it into the gospel. Jesus is desiring to extend the privilege of salvation and of being known as God's people beyond just cultural heritage. It's no longer about being a Jew in the lineage of Abraham, but rather instead, Jesus is extending salvation to those who believe in him and have faith in him. Jesus is stretching the boundary of salvation to those that might have faith in him. This is why also the first reading in the prophet Isaiah, the prophet Isaiah says that God will have his temple be a house of prayer for all peoples, not just those of Jewish heritage, but for all peoples. In the second reading, St. Paul says something very similar to the Romans. He says, I am a disciple, an apostle to the Gentiles, and I am doing this even that I may make my own race, the Jewish race, je jealous so as to bring Gentiles, non-Jews, into the relationship that saves with Jesus Christ. Notice how in all of these readings, Jesus is stretching out the kingdom. He is expanding it beyond what was formerly known as the way of being saved. And he's giving it through faith. Now, how does this apply to you? You may be experiencing for yourself a certain point, maybe yourself, a feeling that you are in need of salvation. Maybe you've got this inner daughter tormented by a demon somewhere inside, somewhere for your past. But now this is a new day today. And the one who is before you is the son of David, 
Jesus, God who saves. And he wants to invite from you faith. And he wants to let it be stretched. Even in this time which can seem like a strange, precarious time, it is a privileged time to be able to extend your faith and find that you are doing homage and touching the creator of the world and the savior of souls. Before you is a time of privilege, the highest education, your discipleship, your learning from Jesus, who is Lord, Master, Teacher, and Savior. He knows where you have come from. Even if you have felt unworthy, unqualified, He loves you. And it's His plan during these years for you to encounter Him, to be saved by Him, to be taught by Him, and to have your faith increase, not decrease. Then He might greet you and say about you, O woman, O man, O Christian, great is your faith. Thank you for listening to Aggie Catholic Homilies. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or anywhere else you listen to podcasts. Be sure to check out our sister podcast, Aggie Catholic Talks, to hear talks from Magnify, Catholicism 101, and more. Thanks, God bless, and gig'em.